This podcast episode is a re-upload, and therefore the audio may vary in audio quality. Have you ever heard of um, Nightmare? Like a lot of other games in the 90s, it came with a VHS, which you would time with for your play. And the characters on the video give instructions on what to do while you play the game in real time. Being a scaredy cat, I refused to play it when my mom bought it for us. My brother was disappointed not being able to play Nightmare, but my mom had a solution. She brought up Rap Rat. It was a, a cheap, dingy little thing, care to kiss up. Alright. You went around the board collecting cheese, and the first player to reach the end would win. It seemed simple enough. And since it reminds us of Mousetrap, which we didn't have, uh, there were no objections. We popped the movie into the VHS and set up the board. The first part of the video was just a simple explanation of the rules, as well as instructions as to how the game worked. Then Rapper came on TV. He was uh, not what any of us have been expecting. My smaller brother, who was only three at the time, immediately left the room crying. The, um, the the rat didn't really resemble a rat. The ears were far too big. It had a mouth lined with two teeth, and the inside of the mouth looked almost swollen. But the most striking part about the thing was the eyes. They were large, glassy, and fish-like. And I asked, then I bothered, and then I begged for my mom to turn it off. Suddenly, Ratbrat started shouting, screaming and wailing, saying, Wait your turn! In a demonic, low-pitched voice that was not at all like his normal, obnoxious, nasally voice. In the background, you can hear people saying, He's a rap rat. He's the boss. Over and over and over, an overly serious tone. The video was indescribable. Images crossed the screen in quick succession, overcut with Rapat's expression like eyes. The things were some of the things I was afraid of at the time. A person looking over at a balcony, a hornet slowly stinging someone's eye, an extremely close up of a tarantula, a pit full of frightened cobras, a bloody syringe filled with green fluid. We immediately turned the video off and around the room, slamming scrambling my door. It took my mom 20 minutes to convince me that the video was gone, and that I would never, ever see it again. I had nightmares all week about Rapprat. Though that wasn't the last time I saw Rapprat. My girlfriend and I were preparing to move in together. I was cleaning out the closet of my room. And I found it again, with the same VHS and the same board game inside. It was almost perfectly intact, save for a couple of thick layers of dust bunnies and covers on top of it. This was strange. Did my mother get rid of it? And what was the game doing in my room? I let out the gasp 
when I found it, and my girlfriend came up into the room asking what the matter was. Breathing harshly, I said, "Rap, rat." She laughed a bit and asked if I was joking. I shook my head and explained that I wasn't. She didn't believe me. Well, nobody did. Then I decided that the only way to prove it to her was to show her the video. I borrowed my neighbor's VCR player and played the video for her. Although the images had changed, I saw a clown. Its nose bursting and spraying blood into the screen. I saw a woman alone in a dark room. I saw a man being forced to pick up a white-hot metal and hold it in his outstretched hand, turning his hand into a leathery mess. The scratching I heard as the child continued picking up louder and louder. And then Rabbit showed up. He was twisted and convulsed. His arm thrusted this way and that. The costume wasn't a costume anymore. The fell was real fur. Its face wasn't plastic, but instead a bristle of thorns with teeth. The eyes turned inwards and slowly piled up again. Rapid's huge fist eyes were staring right at me, watching me, watching my every move, my every expression. It grinned widely. And gestured at my girl with a single outstretched, inhuman hand, and I could hear the faint of scratching at my front door. The TV went blank, and showed static. The scratching got louder. It wasn't scratching anymore; more thumping. The thumping of tiny feet on wood. My girlfriend embraced me in fear, and before anything else could happen, I stopped the video, ejected it, and unplugged the VHS. The scratching stopped. When I looked out the living room window, the police showed up soon after, warning us that one of our neighbors saw a figure standing out of our door, and had called concern. My girlfriend and I simply couldn't explain what had happened, and had to tell the police officer that it was us. And I was furious that the children's game was terrifying me. I went to pick up the tape, but the VHS burned my hand. It felt like I touched a Bunsen burner on the highest setting. We had to get the oven mitts for the kitchen, and even then it was scorching hot. I borrowed it outside, put, placed it down on the sidewalk, and crushed it with my winter boots. My girlfriend and I had nightmares every night. We would both wake up in the middle of the night and describe eerily similar images that we saw in our sleep. When the lights were off, the room was pitch black save for the moonlight coming in through the window. The scratching would always be there at night. At this point, I was determined to sue the company for damages. The first thing I did was call my mother and ask where she got wrapped. She had no idea. I found a virgin who sold versions of Rapper and asked how I could get in touch with the company. He sent me this email. I don't know about the game, but I know it was created by the same people who created Nightmare. The company was called a couple of cowboys. Try that. I did a little more research. 
and I discovered that the company had become defunct in 1994, only two years after they created Ratlack. I discovered why they did soon after. So this is how Raprack came to be. In 1992, the year of the game's development, a couple of cowboys had commissioned a manufacturing company called In Haiti to create the doll portrayed in the game. The company who created the puppet ran a scrap shop with women and children forced to produce the components of the puppet, including the felt and the plastic of the doll. One day, a young Haitian girl got her arm caught in an industrial sewing machine. As the spring loader was unable to handle this way, the machine came loose and struck the child's neck, killing her instantly. A few days after the funeral, the mother of the child came to the factory to see the owner, and he denied that he had anything to do with it. In a fit of rage, the mother said that the blood from the innocent would seep into a crevice of the doll. Every component of which it was created, and all who touched it, would die. She claimed to have summoned a fear demon and screamed at the top of her lungs. Apparatus will curse you. The owner simply laughed and told the corporate bosses about Apparat. They spread the joke from person to person. And the game was renamed Raparat, a loose anagram for Raparat. Each recitation of the word Aberrant brought with it greater and greater curse. Only two years after the game was created, the company was shut down, and the owners hired by Mattel. There were stories of the workers escaping work for weeks and weeks. Sooner, with the stories of suicides, grim, violent suicides, in which the characters would stab their hands burned themselves to death, writing I am fear on the nearest surface in blood, and nobody knows where the rapper doll went after the original creators disappeared. Some say the last thing the victim saw before they went insane were large, sunken, fish like eyes. Words of warning Never Ever say apparat out loud. Saying a demon's name out loud is an invitation for them, a calling. If you've already done this, it can't be undone. Don't try to speak or contact apparat. The VHS is back. I thought I stomped on it, smashed it to kingdom come. But it's back. I found it on my sock drawer yesterday. A lot of people have been contacting me trying to get the tape or some sort of video from it. And my answer to you is that it's just too dangerous. If I did that, I could very well drive you insane, scare you to death. The video, the game, and the rap itself has some sort of strange power. Rap Rat follows me everywhere I go. I see little shadows in the corner here and there. Sounds coming down from the hall when I'm the only one home. If Raprat is there, he'll let you know.
but he'll never let you see it. Until it's too late, of course. A lot of people have been watching the normal video from the so-called normal video game, and that's the thing. Rap Rat can be normal. It'll trick you into thinking it's just a puppet. And then... Stalk you. Day and night. You are welcome for this episode of Storytime. As you can hear, I'm using a text-to-speech robot as the voice for the after credits this time. The reason for this, is that I had to record this message very quickly. What I have to say, is that my summer break is over, and I'm going to an independent boarding school. My workdays are filled with stuff I have to do daily, so this might result in months between new episodes. I'm sorry if I let anyone down, and it does upset me as well because as I have mentioned earlier, I love doing and making this show. But I guess you can't do everything at once. Thanks to everyone who still listens to the show. And I promise, that when I get back again, I will still work as hard as ever on the show. I truly appreciate every last one of you. Sincerely. Rasmus Enamark.